This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Oh my gosh, we have buildings being burnt down, funerals, and I think people are coming together at the end for the greater good. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Woo Tang, Woo Tang, Woo Tang. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for having us. We're here at AfterBuzz TV. Here to talk about Wu-Tang and American Saga, episode two and three, Winter Wars in, all in together. Now, I'm your host, Chef Beans. You can see me on The Shy. I was on The Act, and now I'm here to talk about Wu-Tang because I'm thoroughly immersed in this information. And to my left, we have the lovely... What shows do I do, bruh? Oh, you are in The Harlot, mm-hmm. The Shy. Mm-hmm. On my block. On my block. I do my thing up this joint. You, you understand me? Nah, you do your thing. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm Kitty Kaboom. Kitty Kaboom dropping bombs on us every day. Already, yes. already. Give her Thank her you. Flowers. Give Thank her you her very flowers. much. Thank you very much. Yes, Kitty. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so today we're going to talk Street Wars, Unity, and the Power of the Black Woman. Ow. I'm very excited about that one. Oh, so, Kitty, yeah. what, what are your overall thoughts about these two episodes? So, I was thoroughly entertained, once okay. again, right? I understand that there is a documentary that I'm most certainly going to take a gander at. Right. I can't wait to check that out to be able to kind of make some comparisons yeah. between the two. But because this is a scripted um project i really really enjoy i kind of get drawn in to like the writing and the sets and all the other stuff that goes along with a good project i as i said thoroughly enjoyed it and i thought it was dope to be able to see um kind of what they went through in terms like they i i just made the assumption and i'm so glad to find out what the real is that they all just kind of came together collectively right right? like there was some organic like hey want to start a rap group me too let's do it not even you know what i mean like they was really at each other's throats a lot of them and obviously there was one glue holding glue wielding member that said y'all can keep fighting if you want to but i'm the glue that holds us all together i'm the one that's making it okay for us to all decide collectively to be great right right and i love it no absolutely um i enjoy both of these episodes as well mm-hmm. because you're kind of seeing the uprise to how they became so massive and these are all very street gritty dudes so you're seeing play by play exactly what happened in order for all of them to kind of say like look we're talented yeah and if we keep going down this road we see how this is going to end but let's kind of use the artistic side of us to kind of bring our superhero powers 
together. That's exactly right. Sorry so about that, Joe. let's jump into the first topic, which we're going to talk street wars. And as we see from the first episode, we saw that ended with Dennis finding Shah's gun, mm-hmm. finding his gun in the crate. And at the beginning of this episode, we see them transitioning to meet the new plug, the plug to get the weight. So how do you feel about that scene? Um, I mean, I felt badly for them. You know what I mean? Because we both know Everyone watching can see how difficult this is for the guy that later becomes Rizza, right, but his, Bobby. right? But his her, his real name is Bobby D. Um, it's difficult. Bobby wants to do right by his brother. He knows that he his brother's gonna put the screws on him if he don't do right by him. So he wants to be a part of that movement, but that's not what drives him. That's not what makes him happy. Like that's not his place of joy. So to go in there and then be short with the money and have to kind of scrape together the coin to get the bag, the this, the that, then his man, you know, he's the pop off. The mouth is always there. So he's putting in his two cents. I just, you know, my heart hurt a little bit for him because I know he wanted to throw his hands up in there and be like, I don't even want to do this shit. You right. know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather be making beats with my new SP-1200, like right. PS, SP, one of those. Yeah, SP-1200. Thank you, yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, it hurts a little bit, but you got to do what you got to do in order. As he said, we're not here, as his brother told him when they were kids, we don't do stuff from a place of feeling. We do stuff because we're survivors and that's what we have to do is survive. So he knows what it takes in order to get on there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But it did kind of pull in my heartstrings, especially since Homeboy was being such, I don't know, I guess for a, you can't be soft, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Dennis is trying to basically uphold the name of what Divine told him before, why he was in jail. He's like, look, I'm going to need you to actually have your feet on the ground right. because my brother head is in the clouds. Exactly. So what Dennis is trying to do is still maintain that grit. Like, look, we're not soft over here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it cut into the demise of everything that they're building anyway because there is no... T- there's no half-stepping when it comes to the street world. Exactly. Like Devon said, either you're in it or you're not. But like you said, you can see Bobby D is like, he's not present. Like, he wants to do what he has to do to take care of the family, even if he has to take on his brother's weight. But he's not really into this whole street world thing. Exactly. And it's ironic that Shy and... His partner were there right before them getting weight. So everybody's Wait, going to the same... what do you call same... him? Shy? S-H? No, uh, Raekwon. Shy. Yeah, yeah, Shy. Okay. That's a, the, well, ahead, yeah, my ahead, little accent is Shy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so, I'm just making sure I'm saying it right. Yeah, so Shy, you can... Like, they're still battling with each other. They have a war between, like, who's going to catch who first. Exactly. But they're all still going to the same source because at the end of the day, business needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought that was funny when it comes to street war. But let's transition to... Um, homeboy with the the colorful shoes. I'm trying to think of his name. Oh my gosh, how could we forget his name? He's so Jason, important. J- Jason, his real name is Jason, but, but they call him Jason. Ja. Son. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pretty amazing. Right, he was he was pretty amazing. But we can see that he's still very impressed with the materialistic oh, yeah. things in the street life. They pull up on the church to try to catch. What you think them chains cost, B? Right. Uh, you and know, you, what I mean? and you can see the sparkle in his eyes. So I know from that. 
specific scene that he was about to take some type of action. What about you? What did you think about that yeah, scene? Yeah, no, I knew that was coming. I didn't think that he was going to do it that very day, but I mean, no time like the present, right? Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, I didn't think he was going to do I thought that they, okay. So when he said that little slick, you know, how much you think those costs, and you can tell that he's kind of lusting out, he lusts after his girl, you know what I mean? He's coveting his man, basically, right? right? Like, they don't have any ties, so it's not like he feels an allegiance to this cat. This cat. And clearly, he kind of wants to be him in some respects. It looks like both of them do while they're sitting in the car. Um, I expected him to do something. I just didn't see that coming. I didn't right. think he had balls like that. Like, I didn't think that he would pull up on nobody. Oh, you, oh, you thought he was just, like, silly? He tell everybody he makes everybody like, it's kind of the class clown. So I didn't think he had an item to pull up with a shotgun. You know what I mean? Talk about give me all your whatever. Plus, y'all be on the same block, my dude. Like everybody knows. I just don't get how there's any logic involved in that. You want this so badly that you negate the fact that you're going to be found out. Like even if dude didn't peep the, the kicks. He's going to find out who did it because it ain't but this big around this piece. Right. Like we, Staten not, Island is very tiny. Exactly. And that, those, that, that amount of jewelry in that fashion, people are going... The streets it talk. ain't like he took it and sold it. Right. This cat put it on, opened his jacket, like, what's good? Yeah. <laughs> what did you expect to happen? I mean, I didn't think he was going to take his life for it, but... That's all ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't had nothing to do with... He got the chains back. It wasn't even about that. It was just the fact that you came in my home. You saw me, you know what I'm saying, in the midst of doing my thing with my girl. It just was a bad look all the way around. Like, how dare you try to embarrass me? I'm top right. gun. Right. So, yeah, it was nothing but revenge to the 10th power. And it, it's, it's sad, obviously. And everybody came out for the funeral. Right. Everybody showed up. Because he was much loved in the neighborhood. Yeah, like you said, the, the class clown that you can tell has this, I'm not going to say necessarily angelic, but even some people who are caught up in the street can still have a spark about them, like regardless to what you got going on yeah. in the the dark side, we can still see the light in oh, you. No and question. clearly, that was Ja's son. You know, even what I mean? the Italians. Remember when he came in? Yeah. Everybody was like, "Yo, this kid is a menace. Yo, get him out of here." Yeah. And he was like, "What are you talking? He's funny. He right. says funny things." I thought that was so spot on and perfect. No, absolutely. Yeah, and the fact that he got love from guys that you would not necessarily well, you wouldn't even expect him to come in and kind of be that kind of person around them right. just because. Oftentimes, race can divide us in so many ways and right. culture and so forth that sometimes stepping on somebody else's toes to try to befriend them can be looked at as disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely. So I love the fact that he didn't see that as disrespect at all. More like, well, he's a kid. He's having fun. He's funny guy. Let him rock. You know what I mean? No, let, no let absolutely. And, w- and what you're going to see in the documentary they talk about how Staten Island is so divided between race. Like you have your black side and mm-hmm. you have the white side. And with that, I'm not sure if his mother was working in that side of uh, Staten Island. Right. But like you said, him being like that kid. And even though and this is around time where race was still heavily being pressed, they said like, he's, he's a kid. Like, let's not even take this guy serious. Boom. His life gets taken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was just another example of how the war and the malice in the community Never stops. Exactly. But now let's talk about the fire, the flame of this new, their trap house. Because they got the drugs, they're getting money. RZA slash Bobby D is able to save up for the SP 1200. Right, right, right. He's All ready that to stuff. go. Music thinks it's booming. Right. Dennis is taking his girl out to eat. Everything is fly. Right. But it's still war. And 
He, Dennis, is so freaking headstrong, yo. Like, nobody can talk any sense into this guy. So True. the good news is that he allows himself to be vulnerable with his girl. At least he has somebody in his life that right. he relies on and confides in. But what's really messed up is that you allow your anger to take over and supersede common sense. Right. So you don't went and burn this man's entire face up because right. you knew he was doing that crack. You know what I mean? Right. Despite him denying it. You Very knew he impulsive. was doing it. Super impulsive. You don't burn this man's face. What you thought? Like, he just going to take anything? I mean, granted, unfortunately, the, the thought process for most people with crackheads is that they're not going to retaliate. You right. know what I mean? That they're less than us or somehow subhuman so they don't deserve the same kind of respect. But at the end of the day, clearly this cat got a problem. If you don't want him on payroll anymore, that's one thing. Right. But for you to physically abuse this guy and expect no retaliation is ridiculous. Right, right. So he snitched. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's what they do. And the next thing you know, that snitching has taken you down, all the way down. I'm not going to front, though, yeah. while I was watching. I was like, who got the money, though? Right, right, right. That would have been the first thing I thought of. I'm sorry. This is crazy. And, yes, we need to save our lives. But I'm in the room. Before I go out of this room and see the flames, I'm feeling the heat and all that. Let me get my... Paper. Well, well, you see, it was well where they had the money and everything under stashed, the chair. Well, yeah, under the wood, but there was wood like it was under like a super compartment. But no, he could have moved that chair. I understand, but you got you saw he was just trying to like he woke up out of like a sleep. I know so, he was in there jam. He was listening to music. I don't know. I, I how do I know what I want to done in that? Yeah, it's easy to say, right? right. I'm on the outside looking in, but all I kept thinking was your brother is gonna kill you. Your the stash and the money. Yeah, like come on. But you see, he made the necessary decision. As far as this project or this toy that he's been saving up for, like yeah. he got the SB twelve hundred, but at the end of the day, he had to do what he had to do for the family because sure. at the end of the day, lights gotta stay on, stomachs gotta get fed. That's why I don't understand how you didn't grab the money because he was trying to save his life, and he was in the heat of the moment. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> he's in the heat of the moment, so he had to get out of there and just. And just figure it out. And as yeah. we can see, with all these different wars going on externally, there's mm. still wars going on internally. Oh, yeah. And, you know, especially with them in this community, they all just trying to figure it out. Exactly. I have talents, but this has to be done. Or trying to be in the clouds, but you have people telling me that their clouds don't exist. So I got to keep my feet on the ground. So it's just a lot of wars that constantly go on internally in the black community with a lot of people. Cause I know, especially when you have family mm -hmm. that's heavily involved into that, you can be whatever, like very, the best writer in town. Mm -hmm. But if you're seven years old or eight years old and people are giving you certain things and telling you what to do, you kind of get sucked up into that. Of course. You know especially I mean? at that kind at that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's the formidable ages. That's when your personality is formed. That's when you decide what route you want to take in life. Even if it's not clear a path, you still know, I'm more prone to be this person than that person. Right. So if the things that are being fed to you are all coming from a negative connotation, you're not every time. You know what I mean? There are definitely um, anomalies like uh, Bobby D. He is kind of an anomaly. No, absolutely. He got his, beat, his butt beat by his auntie. Lots of stuff happened to that baby early, early on. Right. And instead of 
acting out or being um, kind of over the top and, and, and um, what's the word when you push back on something? Defiant. Right. You know, and fights and all that stuff. He let music guide him in a different way. Absolutely. So he is a bit of an anomaly that way. But not everybody's got that. Ca- and it's funny because on the outside looking in, it might appear that his brother is stronger than him. But in my personal opinion, his brother's the weak one. Right. Because he allowed the streets to take him. Right. He allowed himself to be caught up in that. He probably had dreams. Or accepted and it. Or just accepted, accepted it. Yeah. for what it was. Exactly. Right. He was just like, well, this is the way it is. I'm going to be the best at it. I'm going to make the most money. And I'm going to do my thug thizzle. Right. But what were your dreams? What did you want out of life? What did you see yourself becoming outside of this arena like if this wasn't your life if sky's the limit if money was not an object what would you have become i don't think he even allowed himself to think that far well what i've come to realize is courage is definitely subjective and with that you can either say i have courage because i'm able to pull out a gun on somebody if i need to Mm. and it's another level of courage being like i have a certain amount of courage to think outside the box, to realize that this is not what I'm going to deem acceptable in what society is. So let me dig within myself to see what's my true life purpose. Right. So they both can define courage in a different way. But I like what you said about Bobby D having more strength because Bobby D is just kind of like, no, I'm an artist. I'm a ta- I'm talented. Exactly. I got to hold on to this. So, I mean, we saw how war really took hold of a lot of them throughout this episode. But, I mean, do you have... Anything that you want to say to the people about what this studio has done for us? <laughs> I was thinking of so many different things. I was just like, wait, it was, woo? It was, Are we going with the woo right it was, now? It was a war going on inside of me, but... <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to pull yourself out of that. I had to pull myself out of it. hand it over. Give me that baton. I appreciate you, brother. Yes. Yes, let me talk to you real quick. We appreciate you. We really do. We are so grateful to have you guys tune in. We're so grateful to have this platform to speak to you on. After Buzz TV has literally become the ESPN of TV talk, and we cannot be happier about it. Honestly, every week we show up and we show out. We hope that you will engage in us. We love having these discussions with you. Please give us five stars, five thumbs up. Leave your comments. Engage with us. Be a part of this situation. We created this to have a conversation, and we're super grateful that you guys are tuning in. So we hope you like the show because we love it. Right. And we'd love to be able to discuss it with you as often as possible. And, yeah, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you for helping me rise above this internal war that was going on inside of me. <laughs> Glad I could help you with that, brother. So let's just super happy about yes, that. Yes, we had a lot of unity. And speaking about unity, let's talk about unity in this episode. You and I, team one. You gotta let them know. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I like that beast. Bees not even of that generation, come y'all. So come, come on, on, baby. I'm here. That's what's up. I'm here. I'm I present. see you. And that would be just so we're clear. Queen Latifah. Oh, Knock it off. he so, did that. Unity. So we have these different Knock members who are coming together like the freaking Avengers, like mm. the Avengers of the hood. Right, right, right. Who's coming to town? There's some famous rappers coming to town that they're all excited about, which is Eric B and Rock Kim. Eric B and Rock Kim. They're all excited. It's my favorite dish, but without no money, it's still a wish. I'm just saying. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. No, but so I'm saying, so they're very excited. And we see that the top, well, one of the top drug lords, they see that everyone in town isn't feeling Crescent. They're Mm. not feeling Crescent because Crescent took out Jason. And everyone knows, everyone's furious. We saw how furious they were at the funeral. Right. So now, 
Homeboy has to see what he can do to make everyone in Staten Island slash Park Hill like Crescent again. Because Crescent said, you better make them like me. Yeah, make them like me. And so that's said, his man. Hmm, everyone's bumping to Rakim. We need to get Rakim out here. Exactly. And now Rakim comes out. There's a rap battle competition. And here we are. So now let's talk about this rap battle. We have ODB who's there. Right. Uh, soon to be Jizza, mm-hmm. Method Man, Ghostface. We have Hi Math. Right. Just saying. Hi East. We have it's like the best of both worlds having them beat each other. Right, right. That's kinda of funny because me and Davies has the same birthday. Random. Is but, that right? But Raekwon is uh Ja or yeah. Raekwon is Raekwon the chef is yeah, yeah, Ja. Yeah, he's Ja, but he's up in VIP. So he's not able to rap because he's still being super druggy, bad guy. But everybody else is very excited about it. How do you feel about this scene? Oh, I loved it. The right. the, the whole buildup of it was great. I didn't know where it was going to go, so that was even better. I hate when I watch a scene and I'm just like, I already know where this is headed. You know what right. I mean? Not hate, but it, it makes it fun when I'm just like, I have no idea. So, yeah, it was dope to see them come out one at a time. I kind of expected that. Um, meeting of the minds to happen prior to them going on stage. So again, uh, this is great information, right? This kind of gives you a picture and some background in terms of how this all came to be. So I like that they all went out there on their own. ODB kind of surprised me because right. he's such a clown. Like right. he's just kind of on the fringes of things. Right. He shows up, he co-signs whatever you do and then he kind of steps back. Right. It's not really like he has a place in terms of staking his claim to anything. So it, it was good to see him go out there and do his, th- his thing. Yeah, he, he yeah. actually have bars too like the crowd responded to him I said oh like I was kind of expecting him to not necessarily be super silly right but when he dropped bars right outside the funeral when he was drinking he was like oh what you doing that liquor chill out then his girl kind of gassed him up he had some bars Mm -hmm. and then when he went on stage and he did his thing and the crowd responded the way that they did I'm like, okay, like maybe this is when the spark flared within RZA. And then we saw everybody else do their thing. But when it was time for RZA to go on stage, you Ooh, see it was bad. The tape was jam. that? It was just a lot it going on. It was horrible. And then he was talking about, he took him to science class. He talking about <laughs> sperm cells because I was half a sperm. And then I was, th- it was just the tail. And then when the <laughs> tail swam, I became two. And I beat the rest of the sperm cells. So that makes me resilient. And exactly. Like, and I survived. You're like... Um, Everybody okay. in the crowd was like, you know, first he was like, clap your hands, right. everybody. So I'm like, okay, he's taking them somewhere. Right, right. But then when he went up there and said what he said, I'm like... I was so confused. Oh, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Like, like, bring us back. And then, it, of course, I gave it the thought, like, okay, are they making sure that we understand that he's, like, deeper than we'll right. ever be? Right, like, is, I'm like... Is that what's happening right now? Like, yeah, he established that, listen, I'm a genius. I'm on a different I'm level. I'm on a whole different level. Y'all not ready for this? You'll never be ready for this? 20 years from now, y'all will still be talking about this? You know what? Maybe that's what it was. Like, I mean, in, what in, else in, could in it be, right? Room. Cause, Cause Rizzo was one of the writers of the show, so he probably was like, "Look, even though, like if you was asking somebody else, they probably was like, no, nah, he went up there and stung it up or whatever. Right. He went up there and said some weird stuff, but he was like, nah, I remember exactly what I said. Exactly. This is what I was talking about. So you can clearly tell everybody wasn't on the same vibration as me because this is where I was, and I was right, only right. seventeen. And this, he was like, exactly. Bro, like, was I started this whole thing. Yeah. I created this movement. Right. And this was the birth child. I know y'all wasn't ready for it. Y'all still not ready for this. Crazy. But I, but I'm gonna put it in this show, right? Just to let y'all. No, if y'all were in the crowd that day, exactly. This is where I was was going with it. This is where I was going because I'm a genius, (laughs) right? And that is, and that is, so that is a genius. So I mean, you can't you can't take that away. But I thought that that was very funny. So now here they are. Mm -hmm. We have Ghostface 
Oh, I'm sorry. Dennis for people. We have Dennis, um, Shotgun, mm-hmm. uh, G, mm-hmm. who's going to be Jizza, Rizza, ODB, and... Meth. Yes. Meth and yeah, Shotgun. So we have them all together because now the Jamaican crew from Brooklyn goes up there, do their thing. That was so corny. Right, right, right. It was with, such a setup. With, with like, the velour. Okay, we already knew what it was. Right. That was like the puffy Sean John suit before the Sean right. John suit. Right, right, right. I mean, we get it. We already knew it was a setup. Like, there's yeah. no way that he was going to really give them cash five grand. Oh, absolutely not. So the fact that he slid them in there like that was just kind of corny. But at least he let everybody rock and it appear and give yeah. everybody a, an opportunity to, to uh, outshine each other. Right, right. So he, he you know, created Crescent... Created this fake platform for everybody mm-hmm. to come out, so for good publicity for him, he gave it to his peoples. But at that same time, we see that Bobby D is like, y'all can say all oh, this, this could have happened, this should have happened. They got paid under to whatever, but they had unity. They came all together, and we the illest out. Right. So we need to kind of like, I feel like they're about to put rings up in the sky. <laughs> I just know, right? turn into, Wonder Twin Powers <laughs> activate. Turn into a, a phoenix or something. And, and, and rise from the ashes. Right. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Because you're seeing the glare and, all, and the spark in all their eyes because they're giving every, each other their flowers. You did your thing. You did your thing. Rizzo? I don't know about what you was doing up there, Rizzo, but, Rizzo, but you're still our man. Right, right. So I, I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, so did I. Because that's the big. that was the very beginning. Yes. That was when the whole jump off began. And the fact that they were willing to hear Rissa out yeah. and see how that could possibly happen. I mean, standing there, that's not even all the members of the group. And it was still like six of them. Right, right, right. You know what I mean, that's a yeah. lot of cats. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. And then at the end of that scene, we see that... Ra comes down and tells him, like, yo, bro, you were saying some stuff up there. Right, which was right, probably right. something they organized in the writer's room. Whatever. But you could tell he wanted to be down there, too. Yeah, But definitely. he's still so caught up in the streets in the beeper. Mm-hmm. He has to stay in a trap house now. Mm-hmm. Which, at first, you could tell he was happy to be off of the roof. Of course. But at on the roof... It was still his safe haven. Exactly. You know? He still had his space. If he wanted to just look into the sky, you know, fantasize, imagine whatever, a better world, mm-hmm. he had that opportunity. But it's kind of like he's still being controlled being in that crib because he has oh, to yeah. check for the fiends. He and, knew it was going to come with a yeah. price, though. There's no way that he thought, like, listen, I like that there's an allegiance there. I like that it's kind of made to feel like a very loosely based family. Right. But let's be clear. This is a business. Right. And I don't care if we grew up together from Sandbox, yo. We out here to make money. Right. So I'm placing you in a position that betters you financially, personally. But overall, it has to benefit me. The bottom line has to be that you making me more profitable or more popular or more whatever I'm trying to achieve from this. Because otherwise, what is the point? Right. I can do it by myself. Right. I don't need to put you on my back just because I'm a cool dude. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to have you running around talking about I'm soft. I just held you down. Right. I'm not your girl. I, I ain't got to do nothing for you. I'm doing this for you because I know you can do something for me. Right. So here's the room. That's right. All of these things. the bed, the TV, all, right. all that. And when you open this door right here, all these... N-word people right. <laughs> are out here chilling. You know what I mean? And you're going to be doing yeah, business with them. Regulate, That's yeah. how we doing it. You running this. Lucky you. Not only do you get a crib for free, but you get to be, you know what I'm saying? Closer, H- to, H- closer, H-I-C. closer to work. It's a shorter commute for you. <laughs> exactly. Lucky you. You ain't got to worry about that no more. You ain't got to worry about traffic. About, yeah, it's, a closer, it's closer to work. There you go. There That's you go. funny. And you know what I also just thought about in this huh. book too as far as like unity? Yeah. Let's talk about Divine and you know him being incarcerated because we have 
the jail that's basically heavily Brooklyn beast. Mm-hmm. And first you have Staten Island versus Staten Island. And they're both Park Hill too. You right. know what I mean? They're both Park Hill, but everybody's just beefing. And I'm not sure if that person in jail, the one who stood up rapping, if he's going to be one of the members, I think that might be Inspector Deck. What? I, I, I think... I think because they're both from Park Hill and he rapped. And I'm thinking the writers probably yeah. snuck that in. And I know a couple of the members were incarcerated at some point. Right. So that's just my little random thing. Okay. But as we can see, they're just in there. And then Brooklyn is like, I don't care where y'all from, Staten Island, whatever. This Brooklyn house. Right. This is my house specifically. Right. That's my phone. This is how we're going to do this thing moving forward. Just so everybody knows who's playing what game with who. I run this. Right. But Jory knew that was about to... They killed me with those scenes, yeah. right? It seems like there's always one of those scenes yeah, like in the, every... The super show. tough right, right. jail They come dude, in like, yo, this is my stuff. This, I got this. Everybody sit down. I'm taking over. No guys ever... And it's always a fight because what guy's going... Oh, well, thank God you arrived. Right. I'll just be over here in the corner if you need me. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's time to pop off. That's basically what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, that's funny. But you see, Divine was on top of it. He just kept walking away every yep. opportunity he got like look we outnumbered because though Divine is very you know street based he's smart he's strategic he's strategic he's very strategic he used the books that basically cover his main arteries Mm -hmm. so when they were poking each other up he was protected exactly and then that same breath when the riot did start he took that opportunity to protect another Staten Island person because Mm -hmm. he said look we're people look at our borough as like whatever like we just like the smallest thing, like nobody even pays us any attention. So though we can be outside Stable Tent versus Park Hill or Killer Hill, when we in, in here, here, we together. Yes, yeah, we yeah. gotta be. Yeah, so you know I, I like how he kind of organized together. that and just said, like, look, like we need to. So I'm not sure what they're going to do in the next following episodes. Because remember, homeboy asked him like, why you help me out back there, and he was like, like put stuff in perspective, yeah. bruh. We can fight all day when we out there because we have the means to do so. But when we're in here, we have limited. Uh, tools. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to band together if we want to survive. No, it just makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was very like I don't know, I guess clever with the whole unity thing mm-hmm. and I'm just seeing certain pieces come together which I can't really pinpoint yet but I thought that that was strategically placed in that episode. For sure. You know so good mean? job. Yeah, so, um, so now let's transition into our last topic which is the black woman and how the black woman played a major part in, you know, these past couple of episodes. So now let's start with <laughs> let's start with uh the mother. Yeah. Let's start with Devine's and Bobby D's mother. How do you feel as though she played a major part in just everything that's going on? Let me just say one more time, shout out to Erica Alexander. She's killing this role and I knew she would. Um it's good to see her on screen again. Um it saddens me. To be quite honest with you, it saddens me a lot. Like, I'm the mother of a son. Right. And we moved here when he was only three. Okay. So, I um, I was never afraid. I, we grew up in the... Like, I made sure... We, we lived in the valley the whole time right. of his formidable teenage years and all that. So, I wasn't worried about, like, some gang snatching him up or whatever and him being involved in that because I made sure I stayed on top of um, his goings and comings in that right. arena um, but I can only I mean I'm from DC and I, I know what that life is like times 10 I was exposed to it. I guess what I'm saying is it, it it um it saddens me that she has to in her mind in order to survive turn a blind eye to something that she knew knows can be detrimental right. she is so 
concerned with making sure that her babies are home that she's willing to do whatever it takes. Right. Um, she is so willing to make sure that bills are paid, that she's willing to, that, that, that she ignores how the bills are getting paid right. or what, how this will affect her family in the long run. Right. You know, and, and that saddens me. I mean, that, I feel like that's the plight of a lot of black mothers that either, okay, I'm going to stand up and be like, this ain't right. You, you want to sell drugs, get out of my house. Then how do you make rent? You right. know what I mean? Like a part of you is saying, yes, I don't want my child out there in the streets. Obviously, not only is he doing horrible things to our community by selling the drugs right back to our black brothers and sisters, but he stands the chance of being shot, killed, maimed, hospitalized, and locked up. Right. So she knows where it's going, possibly, but the fact that she can't really... It's like he don't respect her at all. You know what I mean? He calls. He might say two words to his mother before he'd be like, let me speak to Bobby. Right. That's not... A mom, like, and then what really kills me is that she's still, because she is the mom, she's still the matriarch. So nobody eats until he calls. Still set a place for him, even though he's not going to be here. She's giving him like father, father duties, father. It's kind of like the same thing, like. Make sure, you know, the the laundry is done, everything like that. The right. food is on the table by right. the time daddy gets home. Exactly. It's like, it's like that type of feel. And speaking about what you just said, it also unlocked something in my mind because that's how she's operating. But at the funeral, when she was speaking, she's like, you got to stop killing each other, X, Y, Z. But it kind of contradicts itself because your son is pumping the things into the community. And that same thing is what's sparking this rage within the community. But that's what we do, unfortunately. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is a contradiction. It's a huge hypocritical thing. Yeah. But that's like under the guise in which we operate because what else can we do? Right. If you're going to be that peacemaker and say nobody deserves to die, we're killing each other, you know, these are our sons and our babies, we shouldn't have to do this, then really do it. You know what right. I mean? Start uh, staging sit-ins, start talking to your local council people, making sure that police presence is more um, um reliable more pre- more pre- um often okay. those are things that you do to make sure that you get the drugs out of the community right. and that you keep your kids safe in that respect she can't afford to do that right. so even though these horrible things are happening as a result of stuff that she's not necessarily um proud of or wanting to be a part of she has to kind of play the fence in the yeah. field you know what i mean because how else is she going to feed her family and not a, I don't want to say appear to be a good mom like she's not a good mom. She's a good mom. She just is put in a situation where she she has to be both. Yeah. And it's sad. And it's she's what I've also noticed about her, she's definitely being portrayed as like a healer because with the speech that she gave on at Jason's or Jason's funeral, mm-hmm. she basically said we got to stop killing each other, blah blah blah. This is our community and you could tell it ignited something in a lot of them like soft spot like they're like damn like we really are killing each other was it worth it because clearly this guy was well loved but they're all still like teenagers so mm-hmm. they just kind of like damn like we got to figure it out right so i like i like that scene and i also liked when dennis had a lot of rage he flipping tables oh, and things yeah. like that and she went to go speak to that him was powerful. this was an opportunity for her to basically say like yeah you you messed up blah 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 but she was just kind of like you're angry but i'm still gonna make you a plate I'm still going to do this for you. you know, the like, fact that he came by, even after the fact, and apologized, and he put the miss on it, it means he's been raised right. right. He just, I mean, I think they all have the basics 
fundamentally of being good people, all Absolutely. of them, whether they get it from their parents or deep within or their higher power, wherever they're drawing their strength from. Yeah. But they're put in circumstances where they don't have a choice but to react in certain ways. Right. This is the only way these people know how to survive. Right. And I think that's the saddest part, not to get super, super deep about it, but the realness is society wants to paint this picture that these is all heathens and that they come from, you know, that they're subhumans like animals and they're and, animals and, and, and they don't have um, any intelligence and they don't have the ability to know right for, or to make good decisions about right and wrong. It's not that. They are literally pigeonholed into situations where it's fight or flight. You right. either going to be out there doing your thing or you're going to, you know, desert all of your people and go out there and fend for yourself and then what? Right. You you the next crack fiend. Right. You know what I mean? Now you're not selling it. You're using it just to be able to cope with everyday life. Right. It's real, yo. Yeah. And it's heavy. And it's a lot of pain. You can see it's, it's a lot of pain, a lot of unaddressed pain, a lot of unaddressed trauma that goes on in the black community, especially ex- inside of each and every one of these kids. Whether oh. it's from the beatings from back uh, back in the day, the flashbacks or the things that you face just walking out your door. And I think that's why we have Bobby D who uses the basement as like his safe space because that's the only time where he can like really be present in the moment when he's blasting music in his exactly. ears and blocking out everything else. And then we have Dennis who just flipped the table, very angry on the table. I mean, very angry on the steps. And here comes his girlfriend mm. who just basically make sure the coast is clear. Right. And then she comes over and her just rubbing her hand on his back. We see him become vulnerable. Because, so soothing. You know what I, I mean? just love them together. Because I kept expecting, because it started out as just sex. Right. So I thought it was one of them, like, teenage, yeah. he just comes through, bangs her out, leaves, yada, yada. He genuinely cares about her, yeah. obviously, her well-being. And she is super mature for her age. Yeah. I guess she has to be. She's helping raise um, her little brother almost as her son. Right. And she takes the high road, and she she knows how to cook. She's totally self-sufficient. You're She's responsible pretty. doing her She's homework. responsible. Exactly. She holds her little brother down and even tries to hold you know um Bobby D down too you yeah. know what I mean and give him what he deserves in terms of love and light and encouragement or whatever so yeah I really like her character and I like the fact that as you said he allows himself to be vulnerable and genuinely care about her and show her that and right. not like be like yeah you my shorty or whatever but only when I say oh you know how right. y'all do right <laughs> you know how y'all do I think it's funny <laughs> I think it's funny because um, we find we find out that both his brothers have muscular dystrophy right and but they're still very you know like sm- funny oh they're hilarious so when you know she came over to Dennis's house she saw the notebook and everything yeah. and she's kind of giving him that confidence like no this is what you need to lead, lean into Mm-hmm. which a lot of powerful black women do they see something within you they kind of want you to raise to your highest potential so I thought that was a very potent scene like look like I know you got all this stuff going on out in the streets but this is what I want you to really lean into and then you got his brother basically who wants to be fun like does Bobby D know you boning his sister? I, I th- love that line, <laughs> thought, right? That, was, that was too funny. cute. Because it kind of like brought him down. Like, yeah, right. let's take whatever. You could be the super tough guy outside of here, but I'm still your little brother. Exactly. So. And I'm going to come for you because this hilarious. Right. And I bet Bobby don't know nothing about this. Right. But I know. But I know. Exactly. But I know. <laughs> so I thought that, I yeah, thought that's that was what we dope. Do. Yeah. As women in general, I'm of the belief that we, because we have to be twice as hard as you guys, we get it. You're the tough ones. You go out and kill and break bring it home and we cook it what you fail to realize is we 
give you the back rub, the proverbial back rub, to be able to go out there and kill. Like, without our support, I think a lot of times guys fall short or they're kind of lost in terms of what their purpose or their designated situation should be. So, yeah, I love the fact that the mom shows up in the way that she knows how. That's all she knows how to do. I want to support my son. I'm the mom. You're going to do what the hell I say. I'm running things around this piece. But for real, for real, he is because he's the breadwinner. Um... But I'm going to keep painting that picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to keep giving you the impression that everything has to go through me in order for it to be okay because I am the mother. You're not about to just take that from me. Right. right? And then we have this woman, as we said, the young girl. She's super mature. She's able to support. She's kind so of forced to be that mature because mom exactly. is always at work. Exactly. And how often do we see that happening? Mom's at work. 12 That's what it is. plus hours a day. So now she has to pick up the slack of her little brother. She has to make sure that Bobby D gets to school on time. She has to just make sure that she's present. But you can tell she's also trying to be like a grown woman as well. Exactly. And I'll say the only other prominent woman that I see or has shown up on screen more than one time, because um, those are the only two women that are kind of recurring, yeah. um, is uh, ODB's girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend. I was just and about to say And even she yeah. was like, so what you going to do with these rhymes? Like, what, what's about right. to happen? You know what I'm saying? We talking about it. Y'all right. are good talker, but I've actually heard you spit. What's good? Right. Like, when are we actually going to move this forward? Right. So even she is extremely encouraging, yeah, and she knows how to come behind not only her man, but his friends, and say, y'all need to stop playing. When y'all going to get on top of it? Because I don't know if you know, but uh, Tribe just put some now. Right, people getting money. Like people right. getting Tribe money out here. Just got right. Folks right. is getting that coin. What you gonna do? Right. Yeah, I think that's. And you dope. see G, and you see G walk off like, man, I gotta go do something. I'm about right. to go right ten down. grand. Right. Tribe. Right. Oh come no, on. I think it was a hundred. I think it was a hundred. I think it was a hundred k. Because five. They was only offering five of the thing, yeah. and I was thinking that's a little bit of money. They but. got a hundred k for an advance or whatever like mm-hmm. that. So that 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 money uh, because. From watching the documentary, I think RZA said it. He said he had, he was flourishing internally, like as an intellect, but economically he was still, you know, being sunken down to the ground. That's so right. he knew he had to like make some type of like elevation within himself. Like, that's right. Economically, I need to elevate, and that's what I, I feel like they're trying to portray now. Him still kind of being like the point guard, thinking mm-hmm. back, like let me piece this together. You, you, yeah, we got to come together because we're only as strong as the next person and divide it. We fall. We fall. Divided, we fall. And I think he's doing a great job at just wanting to put things down brick by brick Mm -hmm. while also understanding that he is an artist. Yeah. You know, so I thought that that was very powerful. And I think the fact that he underscores his artistry despite whatever else is going on, that's where he always goes back to. I think that's pretty powerful as well. Like no matter what fray, I can always put on my headphones and retreat into my world and become bigger than all of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not absorb it, not allow. I can just deflect. Right. Yeah, I think that's pretty dope. I thought that was very dope. Do you have um, any last comments about these past couple episodes? I'm enjoying the ride, bruh. I really like the show. I'm glad that they put this together. I thought I knew the woo. You know what I mean? It's always nice to be reintroduced to a subject matter that you feel like you're already privy to, that you're already hip to, um, and just getting all the details and stuff. Yeah, I love it. Now I thought this, I thought they did a great job these first three episodes mm-hmm. as far as like laying out the brickwork and kind of introducing people who don't know much about Wu Tang. Just give them a sprinkle of what these black men in the inner city of Staten Island in the early '90s were going through and how they became as massive as they became, which they'll see on later episodes. Of course. So let's uh, transition into news and gossip. Aye, aye. Oh, so. 
And with news and gossip, there was an article out by IndieWire that came out yesterday titled Wu-Tang and American Saga Review Hulu's scripted series is Slow Burn Origin Story. And what they're basically saying is that there's a documentary out called Wu-Tang... Uh, Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men that gives a more thorough description of everything that's going on between the Wu-Tang Clan members and how they became who they became. So this show isn't doing the most accurate job at that. But at the end of the day, I personally think that they're doing an amazing job because you can't put everything within an hour. And the the documentary gave a four-part series, an hour each, basically giving you every pinpoint of how they became who they became. So if you want to check out different news and gossip to see what people are saying about Hulu's Wu-Tang and American Saga, you can check it out. But yes, that's all we have. There's a couple different articles, but everyone's saying the same thing. They feel as though the documentary was more thorough than what they're showing in the show, but... I mean, I mean what but do you they're expect? coming exactly. They're coming from two different vantage points altogether. Right. A documentary is supposed to document the things that actually went down verbatim, yes. piece by piece, and all that. So it's going to be more thorough. It's going to be more fleshed out for the record. Um, I mean, piece, um, obviously. But I mean, it's a story to be told, right? right. So I'm enjoying it. I yeah. think it's dope. Likewise. Yeah, definitely. So before I move on, real quick, because it's time for. Who is Wu? The special segment. Already. This is our special segment called Who is Wu? Ooh, baby, I like you. So, um, real quick, because we got a couple of people in our uh, chat room. Quiet Mind says this saga is fire. And I have to agree. We agree wholeheartedly. Alright? Intro El Chileno. Okay. All right. He says, are you going to show the series soon? I'm from Australia and I can't wait. I (laughs) think you're a little confused about what we're doing here. We don't show the series. Hulu actually shows the series. And then we talk about the series. But I'm glad that you're in our chat room. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you watch and then you can listen to what we have to say about it and engage. So, can, can I ask you something? Of course you can. What exactly is Who is Wu? <laughs> it's a special segment that we've chosen to highlight every week. We're going to talk about one of the members. Because there are so many members in the group, we're right. good. We're covered. Like, we won't run out of people. This week is ODB. This is the notorious Old Dirty Bastard. His birth name is Russell Tyrone Jones. For you, for those of you that did not know, I did not know that prior to reading it. And just so we know, there's lots of AKs with this guy odb old dirty bastard unique ason joe bananas dirt mcgirt dirt dog osiris big baby jesus and old dirty chinese restaurant (laughs) (laughs) all right so this guy's amazing um if you don't know now you know you know that he was not only a rapper but a producer as well he's one of the founding members of wu-tang clan obviously they started in new york city and his mainstream prominence grew with the 1993 debut album enter the wu-tang 36 chambers so he is originally from fort green section of brooklyn i did not know that i thought he was a staten island guy as well I think he was born in Brooklyn, and then they moved later on to Staten Island. Um, in terms of his music career, I I knew that he had solo albums, but I didn't know, like, to what degree. Um, everybody knows this guy because he kind of rapped and sing long before Ja Rule did it. Right. <laughs> and he met, he just was over the top. A lot of people weren't sure if this was, like, who he was, all this erratic behavior and his style and just kind of, I mean, look at him. He's a little off. Right? He's not mainstream at all. But that's what he played to. His strengths were in kind of being 
non-committal to the norm and not right. people not being able to to tell if he was coming or going so a lot of times people were like is this really who he is or and then unfortunately he uh dibble and dabbled in a lot of drugs um and that is how he died unfortunately he ingested um cocaine lethal uh amounts of it along with a prescription drug that he was taking so that is unfortunate that he because the, his road was so rocky you know what I mean he was an right. instrumental part of the group but then he dropped out and did his own thing this is a great guy ODB we do really respect you um, RIP brother we really wish you were still here to be able to celebrate I know Wu-Tang misses you he had lots of legal issues that he got involved in and but his dis- discography how do you say that discography is that it I don't know <laughs> This guy, I'm saying it wrong. But the point is that he's done some big thing. Return to the 36 Chambers, Dirty Version. He had an album called Nigga Please. And then a posthumous, that's wrong too. I'll get it together. Studio album called A Sun Unique. So we're highlighting ODB tonight. This is a great guy. We're sorry that he's no longer with us, but he definitely made his mark on the world. And it's all about the woo. Right. It's all about the woo. So thanks for that who is woo section today. Uh, we're all out of time, but thanks for tuning in tonight to the Wu-Tang and American Saga After Show. I'm your host, Chef Beans. You can find me on all social media platforms at Chef underscore Beans with a Z. And where can they find you? My name is Kitty Kaboom. Please find me on IG at just that, K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M. Facebook, I'm Kitty Kali. And on IG, I'm sorry, on Twitter, Kitty Meow. Okay, perfect. Well, see you on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Bye, y'all. Thanks so much for coming. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.